Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hello there. Welcome back. This will be for John chapter 15. Again, we're still Wednesday night, according to my calculations. Verse 1, I am the true vine and my father. Remember, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, uh, either still in the house or after they've just left on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, so these, this talk here with the previous one is on their way, probably. Verse 1, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purifieth, or purgeth, well, that means pur- purifies, that it may bring forth more fruit. The pruning of the branches is for our good. Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he is doing. He's getting the drains right, stopping the leaks in the roof, and so on. You know that, that, that those jobs needed doing, and so you are not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the, the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is that he is building quite a different house from the one you thought of, throwing out, out a new wing here, putting on a new extra floor there running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were going to be made into a decent little cottage, but he is building a palace. He intends to come and live in it himself. That was by C.S. Lewis. The Christian way is different, harder, and easier. Christ says, give me all. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you. I have not come to torment your natural self, but to kill it. No half measures are any good. I don't want to cut off a branch here and a branch there. I want to have the whole tree down. I don't want to drill the tooth or crown it or stop it, but to have it out. Hand over the whole natural self, all the desires which you think innocent, as well as the ones you think wicked, the whole outfit. I will give you a new self instead. In fact, I will give you myself. My own shall, my own will shall become yours. And again, that was by C.S. Lewis. He always has such good things to say. Verse 3, Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Some time ago, a few ladies met to study the scriptures. Um, This is about the refiner's fire. Remember the the women that go and they're asking how the the person does the refining of the silver and and says that... uh, that the refiner sits and watches it uh, until uh, it's it's perfectly done. And uh, the question is, how do you know when the process is complete? And that's quite simple. When I can see my own image in the silver, the refining process is finished. Um, so anyway, the, the refiner's fire is what uh, what is necessary for us to become more like our Savior. Verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide. In other words, stay attached to the vine to obtain its nourishing sustenance. Abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. 
Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Those ordained servants of the Lord were as helpless and useless without him, as is a branch or a a bough severed from the tree. As the branch is made fruitful only by virtue of the nourishing sap it receives from the rooted trunk, and if cut away or broken off, withers, dies, and becomes utterly worthless except as fuel for the burning, so those men, though ordained to the holy apostleship, would find themselves strong and fruitful in good works only as they remained in steadfast communion with the Lord. That was by Talmadge. Verse 9, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. And that will only occur at exaltation. Verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I have commanded you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his, what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go forth that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that you, your fruit should remain, and that who, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Now, as he's mentioning fruit that uh, is brought forth, remember, we're trying to bring the fruit into the garners, and that's into the temples, so that the fruit can be um, can be maintained or stored. Uh, per, and that means that it'll be in the temple and sealed uh, unto our Heavenly Father. Verse 18, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of this world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin or excuse. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which, which none other man did, they had not had sin, but now, now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Whatever their initial limitations, we must not forget that the Father had given his Son the Twelve, whom Jesus thereafter chose and ordained. Indeed, Joseph Smith taught that they had been ordained to their holy callings in the grand council of heaven before this world was. This provides added meaning to the Lord's statement to them, ye, ye shall, or ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning, meaning in premortality. That was by Rodney Turner. So that's the end of the chapter, and we will see you next time. Bye.